see him um, running off the court so he doesn't get in the play. I just hope that we can get some revenge one day and someday soon. Now let's go through some screenshots because obviously with a week to the trade deadline, that's all everybody's talking about. And what I'll try and tell Nets fans as I try to talk you off the ledge is Sean Marks was in the building. When uh, Robin said before, what do you think? He's just twiddling his thumbs. Hell yeah. I think he's literally in there like, hmm, this is not good. How can we fix this? We have to do something. And I don't know how much you guys read into like rumors or hoops hype or Chris Haynes or Scoop B or Nets Daily or (laughs) anybody on Nets Twitter throwing stuff out there. But uh, there's, there's a few things. We'll get to them after we go through what these guys had to say after getting their ass kicked. I don't know if you guys watched the post game. I didn't watch the post game, but let's pull up the first screenshot from Nick Claxton. It's the white screenshot in the notes. He says, if we play them 10 more times, we don't get beat by this much. We'll see them again. Nick Claxton had a bad game, but I wasn't mad at him because I feel like you know, he, what's he supposed to do? Put the team on his back like Greg Jennings? No, there's nothing you could do. Um, let's go to the next screenshot. We're just going to show you the clips of what they said in the uh, post game. I turned the game off. I was at work. Like Kyrie said, it's clear that they want to win the championship, his former team that he left, and they're not wasting any time in the regular season. We were just one of those teams in the way, and we just can't be one of those teams in the way. We've got to be one of those teams that stands up to them. Pun intended. You can't stand up to these guys when you're 6'2", 6'3", and they're all bigger than you are. It's just, it's the same thing. Um, ain't shit changed, right? It was all about last year, right? When when KD and the Nets got swept out. Oh, they don't have the size to match up against them. What are they going to do in the offseason to change that? Oh, Ben Simmons is going to help, right? Remember when folks thought Ben Simmons was going to play in that series last year where the Nets did the stupid-ass power levels, power-up, Nets-level Power Rangers graphic and had him in that as if he was going to play. Nah, he's ducking smoke. He knows better than to step on the court in there. Let's go to the next quote from the post game. Or actually, this is from Kyrie's Twitter after the post game. Chop wood, carry water. Chop wood, carry water. If you've been following the Nets and Jacques Vaughn, throw up the cover of the book. This isn't just Kyrie throwing that out there. From what I know, this is uh, a book that Jacques Vaughn either put in the hands of the players or refers to, chop wood, carry water, and it's how to fall in love with the process of becoming great, and it's a process. Right here, where is it in my room? It says, greatness is a process. The Nets are seeking greatness. It's taken a while, but they know that, like, you know, a humbling experience like that is something they could learn from. Let's go to the last screenshot from Brian Lewis. Jacques Vaughn admitted that the Nets had got hit and didn't hit back. I think if you look at how we were moving the energy and effort that we needed to beat this team tonight, we were lacking that from the beginning of the game. Jacques Vaughn later said, or in the beginning said, I take the blame for all of it. I've got to do my part. Jacques Vaughn is a great coach. He's a great man. He's a great motivator, a great speaker. He's got good energy, but that ain't on you, Jacques. It's not. I I guess you can take accountability, and I respect a man that takes accountability, but you can't, you can't, you can't play the game for them. They stepped on that court and got ran off the court, and we've seen that before in this exact matchup. Yeah, it was an embarrassing effort level to the point where you can almost sense Mike Breen's disgust 
on, on the broadcast. But I will, I will again, I have to take a step back and take a deep breath because that has not been a pattern for this particular team. They've, they've had against a couple of the team just against yeah, the sure, but not like last year where it was a pattern with the team overall. And remember last year, it all fell apart. This team fell all the way out of the, the playoffs into the play in. Well, they've had KD gone for a while and luckily they played so well before that, but they haven't fallen to that degree that they're in no danger at least I don't think, of falling from the playoffs to the play-in this year. They're, what are they sitting at fourth right now? None of those teams in the play-in tournament are going to catch them. When you reference the the um, the teams, the schedule coming up, the next game against the Wizards and then the back-to-back, I'm guessing roughly those will be the last three games without KD. I'm assuming, you know, give or take a game, uh, that KD will be back right after that kind of stretch. So you're almost at the end of this stretch of basketball Without Kevin Durant, I think they're four and seven, uh, which is not great. But you, you, somehow you you know you snag two out of three. Aren't they all at home? They're, you know if you can snag. We two have out a of home three. stretch coming up. And last yeah. episode, I predicted him to come back Monday against the Knicks. He ain't got to travel far. And then we got the Heat at home on Wednesday, February fifteenth. So Monday, the fe- February thirteenth. Mon- uh, Wednesday, February fifteenth. I hope. So e- either way, uh, it's not too long. He's getting reevaluated uh, this coming Monday. I don't think it's going to be too long before Kevin Durant is back on the floor. So if, if they can just get a couple of wins and then end this stretch a game or two under 500, three games under 500, whatever the case may be, that's not the 11-game losing streak. That's not what dropped them into the play-in tournament that they, they never really fully recovered from last year. So we've seen this team. What was the game earlier this year? where they got their doors blown off. Was that Sacramento? Somebody – and we, we had a full-on panic. It was a yeah. full-on panic after that game. The beam team. And, and, <laughs> uh, yeah, that, They're actually good. I thought they were a fluke in the beginning of the year. They're actually good. So you got to remember the regular season. And, you know, the Pistons are not better than the Nets. The Spurs are not better than the Nets. They beat them too. Just like you see the Magic have beaten the Celtics three times this year. The, the Magic are not better than the Celtics. It's still the regular season. It only counts for one loss. It sucks because the Celtics the Celtics have been to the Nets as the Nets have been to the Knicks. I, I don't know if we've said that on here, but Hudson brought it up uh, before the show. But that 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 is the case. So it sucks, and you know they're where you got to go through. So it makes it frustrating. But in the grand scheme of things, that game itself was not that big a deal. No, and I think I think we have to have faith, and and I think most people do that the Nets under Jacques Vaughn are not the kind of team where they're going to take a punch like that and just completely fall over. They're not down for the count. It's not even the all-star break. It's not even the trade deadline. And I also think there's, there's something to be said for the fact that Sean Marks is getting a lot of flack there. I don't love every move Sean Marks has made. I have cooled off on the idol worship of, you know, in Marks, we trust everything he does is right. He's a wizard. I- I've moved off of that. But at-, at the end of the day, right, it's not as if Sean Marks is has made a team that is terrible. We're playing without Kevin Durant. And this is Kevin Durant's team. It's He's, he's the whole team. And we're treading water without him. A little worse than 500, so not exactly treading water, but we're not drowning. And to a certain extent, you got to let you got to let the guy make a move. Robin, you keep saying it. Last night wasn't the trade deadline. Next Thursday, we got he's got plenty of time. There's been what one trade in the NBA this this so far this season. It's it's coming time for him to start making moves. But he he 
has he bears little to no responsibility for the team that got smoked by the Celtics last night. Because at the end of the day, we don't lose by 43 if Kevin Durant's on the floor. Maybe we don't win. Maybe we have problems matching up against them specifically. But at, at the end of the day, this isn't the team that he built. And there's no reason at this point to get riled up on Twitter, riled up on your podcast, riled up on your YouTube channel, whatever, about the Nets. Chat. <laughs> or the group chat we got we got we're in lots of nets group chats and there's lots of lots of you know angry people but at, at the end of the day right this is the team that we've got and it has not come time yet for sean marks to make a trade because the trade deadline is coming up and as much as we would love for there to be an easy answer sb in the chat says why not sign a 10-day contract this isn't that, it's just not a situation that where we can do things like Are we that. About the you know, yeah. Are, I mean, Andre Robertson. Are we going to bring back Norvell Pell? Like, I mean, what I, are we... I, I realize Dayron Sharp might have been the first player who got demoted to the G League in the middle of a game last night, but ten-day contracts aren't saving you. All right, I mean, we're not. We're looking no for options. That's not the solution. Obviously, we're looking for options. We'll move on to talk about the trade deadline quickly before we wrap things up. Um, it's a week away. Nas Reed has been floated out there. I've been saying that man's name constantly. He went to Roselle Catholic. He's from Asbury Park, New Jersey, right where I'm from. I would love to see that guy come home. If you saw what he did last night, like that's the type of guy that you put on this team. He's a big that can shoot, that can pass, that can make plays. Like he can defend. I don't know. So uh, Naz Reed is out there. We already men- mentioned Josh Hart. I got a tie to Josh Hart. When I worked at Rock Nation and I was just, you know, trying to make my way, I was doing little peasant duty. They had me go greet Josh Hart and bring him up from the front uh, door to the, you know, elevator upstairs. Here you go, Mr. Hart. Like, uh, and he was super cool. So I would love to see, that was back when he was with the Lakers. I would love to see, um, you know, him come back to New York that way. And uh, there's been a lot of conversation around Will Barton. And they're saying his two destinations are here or Milwaukee. Um, here as in Brooklyn, Milwaukee as in Wisconsin, I have physically been to both places, no contest. So Chris Haynes had some stuff out there. League sources have informed me that Will Barton up there in Washington is open to a change of scenery. He hasn't collected that many DMPs like Cam Reddish, but he is somebody who feels like it's time to make a change. And the scenery thing is because, you know, as I was told, he would like to play on uh, a contender and he, you know, he wants to change his scenery and, the two contenders are the Milwaukee Bucks and the Brooklyn Nets. And uh, thanks for throwing that up there, Alex. Alex said also in our little private chat, get a number three seed and avoid the Celtics. <laughs> I mean, the Nets are in the in the fourth place spot. The Sixers are in the third place spot. You guys know the standings. I think the top five, six teams are going to stay like right where they are. There'll be a little bit of movement. Um, but we got to let it all play out. 